Hello, everyone, and welcome to our new episode of ToDebate.net, our debate podcast. And I am Sebastian, and my co-host here is Dirk. How are you today? How's your family today? My family is in recovery mode, has still severe colds, is coughing a lot, and uh, depends on me being the, the nurse in the house. But uh, we are we're managing. Uh, you know the envelope that I sent to your home was not supposed to be opened by your wife, but by you. You know the little white powder which was in it? <laughs> I mean, um, they should recover, <clears throat> hopefully. Uh, but it was written to your name. It was, anyway. No, um, uh, on a serious note, my family had fever. We had to postpone the last recording time for that. Um, but it's getting better now, and I hope uh, we will be up uh, to regular life soon. Today, the motion will be we should shut out racists. And the flip of the coin has decided that in favor of that motion that I will, I am in favor of shutting out racists, whereas you, Doug, you will be against the motion. And I will start the debate. Should we get started? Let's get started. Um, am I ready? <laughs> <laughs> um... You are ready, and I am too. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Sebastian goes first and argues for the motion. The Caucasian race, the Asian race, the Hispanic race. Believe it or not, some of the official U.S. administration forms are still racist. Why? Because there's no such thing as race when we refer to humans. Genetic evidence has completely undermined that notion. If some still talk today about races that are merely discriminating people according to essentially one physical visual trait, which is their skin color, one attribute among thousands of others, visible and non-visible, it makes no sense. Supporting the notion of race is therefore scientifically wrong, but it's also morally wrong and dangerous to society and indicates without the shred of a doubt that the racist, the person who still upholds the notion of races, would discriminate when hiring someone, when talking to someone, who knows? That speech is damaging. It's not about being hurtful only. And by the way, I am in favor of complete freedom of speech, and freedom of speech there is. In our fourth debate, I argued there should be no limits to freedom of speech. I maintain that here. I would rather have that speech be out there in the open than hidden. What we're debating today is how to cope without speech that is qualified as racist. How to cope? Well, what I'm defending today is to shut racists out. What does that mean? It could mean many things. One example is to fire racists from the jobs they have. You're perfectly free to express yourself. You are, however, not entitled to keep your job if you pronounce racist comments. You will not go to jail for what you say but you do not get to keep your job. Sorry, you can be racist, however absurd it is, but you, will, you would also have to bear the consequences of it. Let's be clear. Shutting out does not mean public shaming. Firing someone can be done quietly. I'm not advocating for defamation. We need to be very careful with wrong accusations. Shutting out means removing races from the position of influence they may have. It, may, it means aligning the values of one's organization with the moral clarity and sanity of its employees. Racism is absurd, racist speech is hurtful, but that's okay under the principle of freedom of speech. Yet racism is damaging, and it is our duty to curtail it. Yes, I am in favor of shutting out racists. 
Now it's Dirk's turn. Let me start by making a demand. Stop labeling each other. The term racist is not only a broad category, it is also not used as a description but as an insult. Uh, we pretty much agree on that, if I understood you correctly. Once you call someone a racist, there is no room left for a conversation. And uh, calling someone a racist just because they make a difference based on appearance of people is doing just that. And you even advocated for shutting that down that conversation yourself. Um, and firing someone is nothing else. Firing someone on a belief system, on the base of a belief system, is just creating something called thought crime which I'm not in favor of as well, by the way. Our world is more complicated than a simple blue pill, red pill model of racist and non-racist. Under the umbrella racist for xenophobes, religious fundamentalists, nationalists, libertarians, and many others. So the world is more gray than you just made it seem to be. And each of these categories stand for even more shades of gray. Now, let's define what we mean by shutting out. If it means pushing people who voice so-called racist opinions away... Ignoring them, ridiculing them, even punishing them, then that is simply against our own value system. And as I'll point out later, it may even be outright dangerous to do so. Why? Because opinions don't go away by ridicule or by punishment. You said so yourself. We need to have those opinions out in the open. And if there's a risk of being fired, you're probably not voicing your opinion out in the open. Instead, you'll push them under the surface with your cause of action. And there they're gonna prevail. That is where they build up pressure and unload through elections, social outrage, or in the worst case, even wireless. Secondly, if you label someone a racist and shut that person out, you actually rid yourself for the chance to learn about problems that deserve attention. It is a fallacy all by itself to dismiss arguments for their sources. Even if someone states beliefs that we um, despise, does not mean that every argument is to be dismissed. I ask our dear listeners to join me in being against that motion and maybe do a vote on the button right now, right here. Can keep listening while voting, I think. And now on to Sebastian. Let's hear his rebuttal. Let us stress that point. It is not an insult. It is very specific. The notion of race is like pretending... There are aliens on planet Mars. Yes, I still maintain it's worth going to planet Mars. That was our first debate. But seriously, the notion of race makes strictly no scientific sense. The genetic difference between human beings is less than 0.1%. The difference with chimpanzees is about 1%. Dirk, you're more likely to be gen genetically similar to someone in Lagos, Nigeria, than maybe your next door neighbor in Germany. But let me start with the individual level before I show how much more dangerous racists are and why we should shut them out. At an individual level, nothing prevents me from ignoring a racist, effectively excluding them. In fact, if I talk about uh, joking, there's no nothing wrong with joking about this artificial notion of racist if you're not picking on a specific ethnic group or a specific race, which makes no sense. If you keep on picking on the specific group, then it's very likely you're indeed a racist. But the problem with the notion of race is that it's much more serious than just joking or talking about the individual level whereby I can exclude someone whom I don't like, or not just because they're a racist. And it's not just about labeling. And I maintain that opinions can be freely expressed. It's just that there are consequences. The thing is with racism is that it has led to genocides across human uh, history. The Nazis were the Jews. 
Hoodoos were the Tutsis in Rwanda. The Serbians were the Bosnians. The Europeans with uh, Indian Americans. North Sudan uh, against South Sudan. It has led to segregation in South Africa or in the U.S. Racism is an extremely dangerous and specific notion. We do not live in a care bear world, please. Racists, that is, people who uphold racism, are potentially one step away, one step away from disastrous consequences to fellow human beings. And it becomes hugely problematic not to shut out racists when they are in a position of influence. They can discriminate. They can create biased rules. They can say, people of color are not allowed in my shop. And this is the, the main problem of that influence. It becomes even more problematic when racist comments are made by public employees. In this case, many uh, court cases have led to justify and uphold the termination of the contract of public employees making racist remarks because there is specific, actually, free speech rules which govern uh, civil servants and public employees. So even the justice system is in favor of upholding the termination of contracts. It's not just the principle of it. And this is this influence is particularly damaging. And I think although your expression of racism can be out there in the open, and I'm in favor of that, I maintain it, I do not think it should be without consequences because it is just one step away from extremely damaging consequences. So yes, I am still in favor of shutting out racists. Dirk, let's hear it. I made two points earlier that I'd like to explain further now. First, I said it's dangerous to suppress unwanted opinions, and this is exactly what you propose to do. So why is it dangerous? Because people get angry when they feel ignored or maybe even looked down on, and that is uh, precisely the risk and precisely what we see in many, many countries right now. So a class of people that felt looked up on is uh, voting and voting people in office that are even more dangerous, even though they haven't been shut out before. No one of us want that. We all like to be respected, and we do not like to be forced out or into anything. And uh, what happens is if people get angry, they damage each other. First, that happens subtly and maybe even quietly, but after a while, it can spark open outrage. The biases you were talking about, well, you can create them without uh, making racist remarks first. It just is the outcome that leads to that. And ultimately, it may lead to unreflected decisions and maybe even violence, as I said. Examples are countless and you do not have to look far. Just watch your kids playing with someone or you don't have kids, but I do have kids. And if, uh, if you watch any kids out there playing with someone they don't like and uh, sometimes they are forced into that situation... They find ways to express their opinions and it's getting violent very quickly, I can tell you. So it's, uh, that's the easiest example you can pick and you end up in political examples if you like. In contrast, if you engage with people, um, maybe even give them the opportunity to participate and contribute, then chances are that moods mellow and sometimes knowledge grows, understanding is promoted and compromises are found. If you push them out, then they group together and that is dangerous. My second argument was that we might miss important conversations and information by shutting up people. 
It is a commonplace, but uh, let, let me stress that. Uh, it deserves a reminder. If we don't like a statement, we cannot automatically conclude that it's wrong. Even the verse xenophobe and discriminator may have a point in some of her arguments. It's not saying that we follow that. It's not saying that we, we make it our own, but it's saying that we may even need some further analysis to go down on the root cause and maybe, maybe making a point out of that by having a conversation with someone. Last not least, open dialogue gives visibility to the issue. So I think many Western societies learned in past years that there were issues they were not talking about. And it goes back to my earlier point. Look at Brexit, look at Trump, look at all the anger that boils up right now. We are endangering our very society by shutting out racists. They are part of our society. We need to deal with them. We need to talk with them. And yes, maybe there are positions where you, where you can fire them because they are, they are damaging your public reputation. That may be the case, but making that rule is just wrong. If those two arguments are not enough already, I have a third one for you. And you mentioned that for me. Thanks for that. Yes, it's still freedom of speech. And um, by, by firing people or shutting them out, you're damaging that. No matter how you frame it, no matter how you cloud it, it's a, it's a damage to that very right. Uh, we need to limit it. But making points and saying things, people are entitled to their opinion. And they are free to engage in lively arguments and debates. We have to value that. Final statements. Sebastian, let's hear it. Racist speeches are hurtful, but they're okay under the principle of freedom of speech. But that's not the debate that we're having today. I'm not proposing to suppress that opinion because it's indeed not, indeed not possible. And people will continue to be racist. That's something that, unfortunately, is going to happen still. I insist we're not talking about freedom of speech. Of speech, What I've talked about is how to cope with that speech once it is out there. Education is one piece. We can have more education to get people to realize that the notion of race has been scientifically disproven. We can also have what, I, what we talk about today, shutting them out by getting them out of positions of influence. This is another option. Shutting out, not shutting up. This is a key difference. The notion of race makes no sense, but it's potentially damaging and extremely dangerous. Let's not neglect the huge risk that history can repeat itself and will repeat itself as we have seen on all continents. Dirk. Let me come back to my very first statement. I am for stopping to label each other. Labeling someone a racist just serves one purpose, not to talk with that person and basically to insult them, shutting down the conversation. What that leads to is that very outcome that you mentioned that we, we are risking with that. It leads to people grouping among like-minded and it leads to systems that are led by racists at some point because at some point those group together like-minded people push back, get in power, and then enforce their worldview. I much rather have a open way to deal with them. I have an open conversation with them and may even in the process find a middle ground, something they can subscribe to. So it's dangerous to label them. It's dangerous to insult them. It's dangerous to shut them out. Although we both agree on the basic principle that racism is just idiotic. That's it. That's We're it. done with today's debate. Any any further remarks, Doug? <laughs> I honestly, 
I don't know how to deal with racists in my surroundings. I have uh, I have encountered a few, and I I try to have uh, conversations with them as I as, as I suggest. But I'm getting angry very very quickly. That's a uh -huh. self management challenge all by itself. When I hear someone making racist remarks, it, uh, I feel the same way. I feel anger. Uh, I'd like to react differently, but I feel anger when I when I hear them, and I tend to be extremely passionate. Um, but I think lately I uh, just uh, ignore it. I just step away. I just don't want to interact. I mean, the thing is, sometimes I don't have the choice um, because these people may be close to my family or not. Uh, so depending on how close they are, it's difficult to just <laughs> shut them out. Uh, I, but I, I, it, it is a tricky one. All right, thank you for listening to today's debate. Let us know in our Facebook group how we did. We are eager to hear your opinion. How would you engage with racists? Or if not engage, what do you think is the appropriate way to handle it? Would you shut them out? Wouldn't you? What would you do? All right, thank you very much and stay tuned on to debate.net.